0: ever-evolving realm that is the music industry, Spotify recently announced plans to implement a new change in the way they will issue payouts for artists on the platform. According to Pitchfork Media Company, the music giant wants to set a minimum streams requirement that songs must reach in order to generate royalties. This is set to go into effect in the early new year. While that number has yet to be announced, This change is predicted to impact thousands of artists. Those who fail to reach the minimum stream count will suffer, while top-performing artists reap the benefits. With all of this in mind, one might think about how this will affect small, up-and-coming artists. And the indie music scene, a community that prides itself on being independent and operating outside the realm of corporate mainstream media, might be at risk of taking a tough hit from this. I recently sat down with Frankie Sansone from The Framers, a Santa Barbara-based indie rock band. That song you heard in the intro, titled Wonder Why, is one of their recent releases. Take a listen to the interview as we unravel the implications of Spotify's looming changes. Can you just start off by introducing yourself and your role in The Framers?
1: Oh yeah, my name's Frankie, I am one of the guitar players in the Framers uh, from a band perspective, music perspective, and then uh, from a back-end perspective, I am the person who reaches out to venues and makes sure we get paid.
0: So tell us a little bit about the band itself, maybe like when did you guys form and what type of music do you guys play? Yeah, great question. So... We definitely had a pretty crazy history of what's going on. I would say I met Oliver in 2019
1: off Reddit. And luckily, like, I also did meet Jake in 2019 as well when he was still in like closeout. And I told Jake, going, like, hey, I'm looking for a band. And he's like, oh, I have some, you know, just try to make a poster or flyer, and I did. And then around 2019, Oliver and I, we both had very similar music tastes um, and the same genre, but different ends of the spectrum. I was on the more positive poppy side, and Oliver was on the more negative uh, indie side. Like, I love The Strokes, and he loved Interpool. I love Parts and One Piece, he loved Radiohead. <laughs> and we started off like, as a cover band just for fun. And, it was really bad. We put a lot of strip socks because those were really easy at the time. Also threw in some like Weezer and, and SpongeBob, and we just started as like kind of like a super like fun college band. Mm-hmm. You know, we never really thought we were gonna go anywhere after after uh, 2019 or 2020. Um, we went through a couple of singers, and um, now we've. Fast forward today, and now we're more of like an indie, beach and rock band with our current formation of Jake, Allison, Jesse, Oliver, and myself, and uh, our latest songs are definitely more raw energy, and our big thing is that we just want to make sure our recorded stuff sounds like our song live. and we like to have our tracks be as raw as possible so mm-hmm. people can really feel it, and also it also helps us um, just recreate that sound when we play live and i think one of the biggest compliments we ever received is after first show is like wow i listen to you guys on spotify i listen to you guys live and it sounds the same so mm-hmm. we're doing something right and kind of doing our mission statement there
0: yeah totally and as i'm sure you already know i La Vista is home to a very Lively music scene and a very vibrant band scene. Um, many of those bands do put out original music, including you guys, of course. And I guess I would say that Spotify is probably the main platform that's used to share that music with listeners. Would you agree with that statement or? Yeah, I think Spotify is definitely the most used platform today. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's funny seeing how Ivy has grown since even started, because when we first started, none of us had a music studio or or even had the money to afford one, or even the money to rent time with the producer, so we had to, like, use SoundCloud Mm -hmm. or Bandcamp to record these really crappy tracks, and if it was good enough, we would just put it on discs, and it was pumping the radio for parts, but now, all these bands are like, they're starting off at such a high level. Yeah. I <laughs> know, uh, like, I mean, Guild days like, and Don Control,
1: there are definitely a couple of that come to mind right away, with really clean sounding tracks, and uh, Spotify is definitely the perfect spot for them to put their music on, mm-hmm. because they already sound pretty professionally mixed. So, <laughs> Spotify is definitely very important to the music ecosystem today, and they know that. And Spotify knows that, and so they're they're gonna definitely try to game the system. I mean, they already kind of game the system already mm-hmm. by only paying musicians like like zero point zero 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 half of a cent. <laughs> so, um, but I guess they're just trying to. I guess with the new uh, update, they're gonna just go from like less than a penny to zero dollars, until um, you hit a certain amount of streams.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, recently, Pitchfork Media reported that Spotify is planning to change their royalty structure by implementing a minimum streams per song requirement for payout that I was talking to you about earlier. And while that specific number hasn't been like published yet, this plan could obviously affect artists who don't reach that stream count. So all that being said, I'm curious to know about what the Spotify process looks like for the framers. How do you guys go about uploading material to the platform and working out that like payout for your streams that you get?
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely a long and tedious process. So um, it, it, I mean, it starts with just writing the song. So like in a year in advance, we'll write the song mm-hmm. then we'll play a lot and see how it works. And there are times where, we'll play it live, and like, dude, we should probably do this and that, or whatnot. So we usually give the song about, I would say, five to ten uh, live shows before we go into the studio and record it. And then once we get to the studio, that takes about two or three months mm-hmm. of work. Uh, even with owning a music studio, and, and Leslie, Jake, and I uh, own... Rushed Rush, and I went in with the three other guys who also record and practice music, and um, that process can take a while, I mean, Jesse's based in Ventura, always based in LA, and even though we found ways to expedite the process, I mean, Jake being a legend, and recording drums by himself and tracking by himself has definitely helped increase the speed, mm-hmm. and also uh, Allison and I can record guitar and bass at the same time if we wanted to. Um, but it's not like it's one take and we're done. I mean, I mean, luckily I can do one take, one done. But um, <laughs> it does definitely take an hour or so. I mean, just for one song, for one person. To finish. So, so then that process of recording of the instruments takes a couple months, and then we always let Jessie go last because a we want to make sure her voice is healthy before she comes in the studio and records. Um, And B, it just sounds better if she can have the full instrumentation as she's recording and it makes it sound like she's singing in a live show. Yeah. Um, So that process can take another month. Once all of that is done, so now we're in like month six or seven, Mm -hmm. uh, then we will either mix and match the song ourselves, And this is what we're doing for the first time for our new EP. We're sending it out to someone else to mix and master it. And this guy has worked on Maggie Rogers' album, Vampire Weekend's albums, Time's albums, I believe. And and, uh, luckily that will help alleviate some pressure off of us and and decrease timelines as well. So that process should take about two, three. Two to three, two to four weeks, I would say. Mm-hmm. And once we have the song done, uh, we're also having uh during span of this process too, we're also coming up with album art too. But once that process is done, then um, we will put it on uh, we will put it for our distributor. And our distributor right now is Emu Bands and they're a British music distributors, so we have to pay in pounds, which is <laughs> so it's like 30 pounds per uh, to release of song. Mm-hmm. And I'll put it out on every single platform, I'll put on TikTok, Instagram, Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, Google Play, um, and that will always be out there. And, and actually, funnily enough, it has to go through a copyright process as well, uh, It needs to make sure that it's a completely original, like there's no tracks or, or samples in there and luckily as an indie rock band, we don't have any samples in our music but that also takes um, like some some days to get through and then once we've gone through the process of all of that now we're in like month 8 mm-hmm. then then the music and the song is out and, um, and hopefully it's on some like algorithmic playlist for Spotify not every song makes it that way and, and that's the thing about being an indie artist is that you know some songs will make out an algorithm platform like our last song wonder why and we'll have like an extra thousand uh, organic listeners so yeah i mean start to finish like this is a very long and, and tedious process so and we haven't seen more than maybe five bucks uh from the Spotify platform itself and and mean talking to other artists it's pretty similar, even like bigger artists. So well, I mean, we talked to some some bigger artists. And the money that we're making isn't really coming from the streams. It's really coming from our live shows and uh, the merch. And even when they're selling ten dollars, they're they're able to make three hundred dollars just for a show. Mm-hmm. So. tedious process. It's really fun. Otherwise, you'd never do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, I mean, for uh, us, we, we, we knew that going into this, that uh, money, is that something we would see very often? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think all of us, and this probably starts from our IV days, but I think when we played a house show and a house, like offered us something, and they're like, do you want free beer? low on on this aspect, but I mean looking back at it, you, you can kind of see that what we do um, to not even make a penny <laughs> mm-hmm. it could be pretty it could be long and tedious and it could definitely scare away artists who like they need to do something like this in order to survive, right? So yeah. um and I and I've definitely met my fair share of people who play music survive and it's a different it's a different thing to tackle when it's livelihood mm-hmm. on a line um, and they just know too, like Spotify is it's not the way to go like, unless you're Taylor Swift you're probably not going to make any money on Spotify as an artist.
0: If you're not making much right you said you you probably averaged like five bucks from Spotify in like all the time that you've been putting out music but I guess what sort of impact do you think that this new stream count requirement could have on artists locally or just small artists in general? I don't know. It's a a tough question because, I mean, I think it's just the mentality of everyone right now is,
1: like, we just have to kind of go with the flow. Mm -hmm. Uh, I can definitely see something happen where maybe artists can just go to a different platform like Bandcamp or something to get more support for, I mean, least for money donations. Uh, I think other ways around it is you could potentially start like a Patreon to help fund your, uh, you know, your musical desires. Mm -hmm. Um, I think this is, like, one of those hard things where it's just, like, if you're small, right, Mm -hmm. no one cares about you, and, and, um, Spotify, right, they, they really don't uh, uh, think about the small artists as much, right? I mean, you go on your Spotify, the first thing you see is Drake, Taylor Swift, and it's just the same top five people, um, and I know how to push those. And I know they have Discover Weeklies, but, I mean,
0: there's so many artists that you're going to miss a bunch, right? I mean, they only feel sure, like, pretty local things for Discover Weeklies. With KCSB News, I'm Clarissa Rios.